It's the gym class with Scott Unash and Mark Dukes on 1600 ESPN KGYN. Yeah, don't uh, adjust your calendars. It is February the 26th. Do not adjust them. Even though it is a uh, balmy 74 degrees outside here in eastern Iowa. Welcome aboard from the Eakin Nutrition Studios on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Eakin Nutrition's down in the Iowa River Landing in Coralville. It is the gym class taking you through the 3 o'clock hour. Scott Unash with you. Isaac Elzinga on the other side of the glass. Mark Dukes joining me uh, coming up on the back porch here in just a couple of moments. We've got a good show for you. We'll uh, take a look back at the college basketball weekend. Uh, We'll uh, get your thoughts about uh, the big controversy over the weekend uh, as far as hoops. It's not a new one, but uh, the latest chapter was an ugly one. And we will uh, catch up on that coming up. Dick Simmons will join us at the end of the program today. There is a lot of big wrestling events coming up to eastern Iowa, basically Cedar Rapids area. And we will uh, talk about that with... uh, Dick Simmons coming up before 4 o'clock here today as well. 319-366-1600. That is the text line available to you. Again, 319-366-1600. If you'd like to get in touch with us via that route, if you'd like to just pick up the phone the old-fashioned way and give us a call, uh, Isaac would love to hear from you today. 319-366-1600 as we... Broadcast on 1600 ESPN, as well as 102.3 FM in Cedar Rapids, 106.3 FM, the frequency in Iowa City and surrounding areas, as well as the KGYM radio. Uh, uh, You can go online and follow us at KGYMradio.com. And uh, Mark, I I don't believe I've ever had to turn on the air conditioning in February on my way to the station before. I did today. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, uh, guys. Good afternoon, everyone. And I'm not quite to that point, but I did take a take a stroll to the outdoor patio and almost set up shop out there today. It's nice enough. It's nice enough. Now it's about a three four club wind today. If you're yes, out, if you're out playing, and uh, I know there are a lot of people out there playing. Got to play yesterday. That was fantastic in February. Uh, that was great to see, but. Yeah, enjoy it. Wednesday uh, is going to get a brutal slap of reality to us once again, but then it's going to shoot back up. So I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be okay over there. Isaac, good afternoon. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Feeling a little tired today, but uh, other than that, I think that's just normal college student tiredness, though. It's nothing like a malaise. I don't know. Just I'm I'm tired. I got midterm tests here around now and i'm studying for and papers and things are ramping up a little bit in the next couple weeks here (laughs) very true uh dave with the first text today good for you scott that you don't have to sell your house although there were times in that game you were probably getting a little nervous i would bet uh thank you dave for that yeah i iowa state they kind of i don't want to say slept we're sleepwalking during the West Virginia game on Saturday, but it's tough, Mark, to get up mentally for 35 games a year. And when you're playing the last place team on your home floor, um, it is going, it's going to be mentally challenging. And I think it was. And give West Virginia credit. I thought they played a good ball game uh, against Iowa State on Saturday. But 
The house is still okay. I did not have to put a for sale sign in front of it. And uh, all, all was well in the end. Yeah, I never feared for your house, Scott. <laughs> but I didn't have any equity, okay? But, yeah, it was one of those games that, and you really have to uh, uh, applaud West Virginia for the effort because uh, the Mountaineers are going nowhere. And went into Ames and tough place to play, as we know, and and gave Iowa State a tussle for quite some time. But in the end, Iowa State prevailed, currently ranked number eight in the country. And uh, just, what, a couple weeks left in the regular season before we get into tournament play. Oklahoma coming up on Wednesday night, by the way. Speaking of the Cyclones, Cyclone Coaches Show, the penultimate Cyclone Coaches Show of the season coming up tonight at 6.30 until 8 o'clock. And Wednesday night, it'll be Iowa State hosting the Oklahoma Sooners from Hilton Coliseum in Ames. And, uh, of course, our uh, Cyclone coverage brought to you by Lisa Nolan Realtor online at lisanolanrealtor.com, sponsored for both Iowa State men's and women's basketball throughout the year. And uh, Iowa State's still a solid number three, basically across the board in all bracketology. Um, If Iowa State wins the regular season of the Big 12, it is going to be hard to keep them off a two-line, I think, Mark. But uh, the Houston Cougars kind of dented Iowa State's hope on Saturday when they went down to Waco and and beat the Baylor Bears in a really fun game uh, on Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning into uh, Saturday afternoon. But that that hurt Iowa State's chances a little bit as far as a a regular season championship is concerned. Yeah, it did. uh, uh, But there's bigger fish to fry, I think. Uh, Houston, uh, yeah, ascending to number one in the country for whatever that's worth right now and had a big lead at Baylor and then Baylor came back to its credit and it turned out to be a whale of a ball game and um, on a weekend really that uh, a lot of the focus was on the bubble teams almost you know you could name 10 bubble teams and I think nine of them lost yeah but it was a bad weekend for the bubble it was yeah, a bad well, weekend and maybe even Drake huh Drake uh, had crept up to a lot of first four outs and then went to the McLeod Center on Saturday evening. And you and I probably took no greater pleasure in the world than uh, than bursting that first four out bubble of Drake's uh, with that victory in Cedar Falls. Panthers played well. Uh, DeVries played well for Drake. It was just uh, it was just you and I's night, and that. That hurts Drake. Uh, Indiana State has lost a couple. Uh, suddenly, the sexiness of the Mo Valley is not quite uh, is not quite as sexy as it was. No, I think we could probably talk about a two bid league um, uh, for the Missouri Valley, and that's not a, uh, that's a whale of a league. Uh, a lot of very good basketball teams there, but uh, it just is not going to happen this year. More than likely not. More than likely not. 319-366-1600. We'll get to you 2794 coming up here in just a moment or two. But, uh, yeah, Iowa State will uh, be in action on Wednesday. The Iowa Hawkeye men will be in action on uh, Tuesday night. Tomorrow night they will take on Penn State, the penultimate home game this year for the Hawkeyes. And that is a late start 
That will be an 8 o'clock start at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Iowa fell to Illinois 95-85, and it was a really angry, angry Fran McCaffrey after the game. I uh, got to hear his comments. Was not pleased at all with the way Iowa closed that out. Illinois went 20-10 to uh, down the stretch and got a victory in the ball game. Uh, Hawks got a terrific game for the backcourt. Josh Dix with 20. Tony Perkins uh, with 18 points in that one. And just could not could not contain Illinois. And in particular, Coleman Hawkins went off for 30 points in the ball game. And the uh, usual guy off the bench that doubled his average, this time it was Justin Harmon coming in and uh, picking up 12 points in that ball game. But Iowa had a shot in that one, Mark. Just uh, they had the lead for a lot of the first half and eight minutes, 10 minutes. And uh, I don't know if it was just a situation where they ran out of steam. Uh, Give Illinois a lot of credit for stepping up their game. And like I said, Coleman Hawkins was, was outstanding. He was all Big Ten worthy in that game. He was, and uh, we've seen this before on the Iowa basketball team. We've also seen the reverse in a couple games, but it was a whale of a game for 35 minutes. No no question about it. And if you told me Iowa limits uh, Shannon and Domask to 20 total points, I'd say Iowa had a heck of a chance to win, and it did. You mentioned Harmon coming off the bench and Hawkins' game, and then Lo and behold, a, a guy named Niccolo Moretti <laughs> comes off the bench and scores nine, and he had hardly played this year, played seven, almost the whole second half, and had a great deal of impact in the game. First two three-pointers that Moretti hit all year were in that yeah. game, which leads me to my next point, and that is the fact that uh, after maybe a pickup on the defensive side of the ball and the defensive intensity for the Iowa men's basketball team, uh, it reverted back. Uh, Illinois could do anything they wanted to do. It didn't matter if Iowa played man-to-man or went to the 2-3 zone. Uh, Illinois exploited it off the dribble. If they didn't take it to the basket, they kicked it out for wide-open threes. What was really really disappointing i think was the fact that iowa couldn't rebound in the two three couldn't stay in it because illinois was getting gobbling up offensive rebounds and you shouldn't allow dribble penetration in a two three as much as iowa did and then allow kickouts to moretti and hawkins and people like that it was just it was a really poor defensive performance in the end, it was, yeah, but early on, I think Iowa played fairly good defense, but you give up 51 points in the second half, and, and it's just not getting it done, especially on the road against a, a high-quality team like like Illinois. Illinois burned Iowa with bench scoring, 34-12. to 12. Uh, Guys like Moretti and Harmon and, and, uh, and others just – Gave uh, Illinois a great boost off the bench, and I thought it was super uh, uh, interesting and gutsy on the part of Brad Underwood in the first what three minutes of the second half to remove his entire starting lineup from the from the uh, from the floor when Iowa had the lead. 
And I'm thinking, well, I was going to be able to extend this. And not only did it not extend it, but Illinois played even with Iowa and maybe even got, you know, a slight edge. So uh, I don't I think that probably motivated Illinois starters. I don't know for sure, but quite an interesting move by Underwood at that point. Yeah, it was. And it was a good move. Turned out to be a very good move. He did hockey. uh, He did hockey shifts there at the first part of the second half. He was not pleased either on uh, on Orange Day. By the way, what a fine blazer in true Lou Henson uh, fashion that uh, Brad uh, Brad Underwood uh, sported on Saturday. But in the end, it is a game that, uh, you know, Iowa went one and two against Michigan State and Illinois. I think you would take that if you're a Hawkeye fan. Bad news is I believe Minnesota fell out of the quad one uh, quadrant, if you will. And that is now a quad two victory. And I think after the Michigan State game, Mark, people started to have hopes again of a possibility, especially after the first half on Saturday afternoon of Iowa getting into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Cold water was thrown on that in the second half. And it is still a team that is very solidly in the NIT with the brand new rules, which examining those over the weekend, I am not a big fan of, but it is the way it is. And I was I was going to go to the NIT. That's a pretty darn good possibility that that is going to be the case. And my Iowa Drake prediction is still living large. Yeah, it is. And uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't really uh, um, cease to be optimistic about uh, this Iowa team. Wisconsin, Michigan State, Illinois. You go two and one. I think Iowa's playing with a different purpose. And had things gone right, Iowa played well down the stretch. It might have been three and zero in those games. I mean, who would have thunk that? Uh, and we've 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 referred to the players only meeting after that lousy performance against Maryland, and I think it had some effect and, and continues that Iowa just did not finish the game. Illinois did. It's simple as that. Right now, if you're Iowa. Do as well as you can down the stretch. You got to win at home tomorrow night against Penn State. Uh, then, then uh, let's see. After that, the uh, the game between the Illinois game. Hold on a minute here. Uh, at, at, Northwestern. at Northwestern, yeah. But then Iowa gets eight days off before Senior Day against Illinois uh, on March 10th at home, six o'clock game. You got to stay out of the first day if you're Iowa. Right now, the first day of the Big Ten tournament is going to be Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State, Indiana, and Rutgers. You don't want pretty good money, Mark, if you said that going into the last two weeks of the Big Ten regular season, Indiana, Ohio State, and Michigan would be playing on the first day of the Big Ten tournament. Although Ohio State now, with their coaching change, has suddenly caught fire. They beat Sparty. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Buckeyes are going to pick up steam. And by the way, Ohio State right now is also in line for an NIT bid with the brand new NIT rules that say in the Power 5 or Power 6 conferences for basketball, the top two net teams 
that are not in the NCAA tournament are in the NIT. So Iowa is a 60 right now. That's looking pretty good. 66 is Ohio State. Maryland is at 67, but there's still a lot of basketball left. Yeah. Ohio State nearly got another one um, um, in between those Michigan State and Purdue games after uh, firing Chris Holtman and and going to Dabler as the head coach. Uh, that's a team that's playing pretty well, as is Nebraska, um, after waxing uh, Minnesota yesterday. But this Iowa-Penn State game is important for if no for no other reason uh, that which you referred and that is staying out of um, uh, or getting a first-round bye uh, in the Big Ten tournament. Both teams are 8-9 and nine in the league, and uh, Iowa did lose at Penn State, but could pick up a, a win against Penn State, create some separation there, and maybe be poised to stay, uh, uh, you know, outside that lower four. Very, very true. That's uh, one of the... One of the uh, goals for this Iowa team for the last couple weeks of the season. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned Ohio State and Michigan State yesterday. Yikes. Uh, Very interesting uh, result as far as that one is concerned. 59-34 on the text line. The Iowa men's defense just lets opponents shoot wide open threes, crosses fingers, and hopes for misses. 27-57, the uh, felt like the typical Hawkeye letdown. They don't play a full 40. And the way Iowa plays, there is no margin of error. Um, I'm with you. I think the defense was okay early. It just, I give Illinois and Brad Underwood a lot of credit because I think they just determined a way to figure out how to, okay, this is what we need to do. Coleman Hawkins stayed outside at the top of the key the entire ball game. Didn't go inside at all. Um, and Ben Cricky just uh, wasn't quick enough to contain him. And Iowa just couldn't, when they shifted other people over there, it was uh, also a little bit of a mismatch and just had problems with, with Hawkins all day. Yeah, he was a, he was a, he's a, a, a matchup, kind of a nightmare. Sanford um, was assigned to him for a while because Cricky uh, is just not quick enough uh, to, to guard him. And that you could see early on that was going to be a problem. Uh, if it stayed that way, but you know, you, you, some of the text was talking about typical, um, you know, Iowa letdowns in, uh, in the last few minutes. Uh, well, what about Michigan State? Kind of closed there, kind of closed against Wisconsin, kind of closed against Minnesota. I mean, it's been up and down in that regard, and and point well taken about. Uh, Iowa has problems in those situations, but I think a lot of teams do. And, and this is another example that let's not forget, man, going to Illinois is no easy task. And facing a, a, a really, really, really good Illinois team and Iowa was there for 35 minutes. Um, it's not going to put a W uh, in your column, but um, it was kind of encouraging, except for the last five minutes. Yeah. 319-366-1600. As uh, we talk a little college hoops with you here 
today as uh, we've been talking about Iowa State, talking about the Hawkeyes a little bit. Mentioned Drake losing to UNI on Saturday night as well in the Missouri Valley. And uh, as far as the Valley standings are concerned, Drake's still a game behind Indiana State. And looks like Bradley is pretty good as far as getting one of the uh, top four bids. And right now, Southern Illinois has a one-game lead over UNI uh, for the number four spot. And uh, UNI does five would be bad because you don't get a bye. Then you got to face the four, and then you got to face Indiana State. So I don't know. I'd almost rather be the six if I'm Ben Jacobson and the Panthers at this point. But you try to win all you can, and then you uh, you see where the chips fall and go with it there. Women's college basketball, before we get to an Emil Sideway scoreboard update uh, coming up. And uh, then after the update, we're, uh, we'll take uh, your thoughts about uh, what happened over the weekend in college basketball with uh, a certain activity that is now getting even more talk, and that is court storming. We will talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, there was a small number 22 on the court at Carver Hawkeye where the record-breaking shot was uh, put up from as far as Caitlin Clark is concerned as uh, the Iowa women defeated Illinois uh, yesterday at Carver Hawkeye Arena. A, uh, another very good offensive performance, but man alive, what? Uh, Illinois put up some points yesterday as well against the Hawkeye women. Iowa had some problems uh, defending the three as well on the women's side, and Kaylin Clark did not have her best game. She admitted as much. Still had a triple-double. <laughs> That's pretty good. And was yeah. still Big Ten Player of the Week. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you can when you can do that, that's that's saying something. But uh, um, it was good to see, I think, uh, getting other people involved like Fierbach and, and, and others. Um, uh, she, Kaylin Clark is as good a passer as she is a shooter, in my mind. And that's when this team really ticks. Uh, still has its deficiencies. Iowa's down to number six in the women's poll today. Um, I just, uh, you know, that, that Ohio State game looms large. I think on Sunday when college game day is going to be here, Ohio State has already wrapped up a share of the league championship. But I'm sure I would like nothing more than to knock off the Buckeyes in that one. Isaac, are you going to be attending women's college game day Sunday? Uh, yeah, I'll try. We'll see how I'm feeling in the morning. <laughs> I'll definitely be at the game. I can say that much. Okay. That's... But getting there a little bit earlier. Well, it's, it's supposed to be like 10 o'clock or something like that, right? 10 I to 11. I think so. Something so I'd have like to get that. there earlier than I'm used to. And it's a Sunday morning. We'll see how I feel. But I'll be at the game. It's going to be, I tell you what, I, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere because possibility, obviously, of that being Caitlin Clark's last regular season game, Iowa is going to play their first two games if they advance from the first game into the second game. They will play them at Carver-Hawkeye Arena, but it's just a question uh, if those will be the last games that we see number 22 uh, running out on the court, doing her thing for the Iowa women's basketball team. I, I don't want to get into the speculation. Is it going to be the last year? Is she going to come back? 
because there's one person that knows, and that's Caitlin Clark, and she's not letting on at this point. Just enjoy, Mark, Caitlin Clark for what she is right now. If she decides to go to the WNBA and go play overseas, bully. Have a great time. I hope you do tremendous. You will do tremendously well. If she comes back next year, enjoy that even more because you know that's going to be the last ride. But uh, we don't know. And like I said, only she knows and her family knows. Yeah, we've debated that and uh, we'll debate it again uh, once that uh, decision draws near. Uh, And it will draw near after the NCAA tournament. Uh, I I would suppose, I don't think Kaylin Clark is going to announce anything uh, before that, but uh, enjoy these uh, last few games at home and um, because they could be the last you might see Kaylin Clark in an Iowa uniform and uh, I'm just thinking, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, Iowa women host uh, two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Iowa Drake would be played in Des Moines, would it not? Well, it just depends. Uh, Barbara Hawkeye might not be available. Yeah, you're right. It might not be available. So that could be the case. You have to wait and see. But it would be... Uh... I would. Hey, they could play it, uh, you know, halfway. <laughs> at Grinnell College or the Roundhouse in Marshalltown. It would still be a lot of fun if Iowa and Drake get together. Not saying that's going to be the case, but it could happen. 319-366-1600. Before we get to a uh, Emil's Hideaway scoreboard update, got to pass this along. 2794 on the text line. They were uh, in Orange Beach down at Gulf Shores on vacation. They took Scott's advice, stopped at Bucky's in Alabama on their way home. It was an experience in all capital letters, and the brisket sandwich was pretty good as well. It is a dynamite brisket sandwich. Don't sell it short, America. Don't sell it short, Eastern Iowa. It is, uh, it is tremendous. So I, and I'm glad you enjoyed your Bucky stop, 2794. All right, Mark. Going to kick it to you, Vern Emel's Hideaway Scoreboard Update, brought to you by Emel's on First Avenue Southeast in Cedar Rapids. Continuing with uh, women's basketball, Audie Crooks, the Algona freshman, has broken the Iowa State uh, women's basketball freshman scoring record over the weekend. Several games left, and she's going to put that uh, into a, a pretty good stratosphere before the season is done. Former Iowa star Spencer Lee won a gold medal at the Pan American Games in Mexico over the weekend. Three straight technical falls for Spencer Lee. The NCAA Division III men's basketball field has been drawn. The 64-team tournament includes Coe College, plus Dubuque, Loris, and Nebraska Wesleyan out of the American Rivers Conference. Cole, with a 21-5 and record, will play Friday against Wabash, uh, which has a 28-20-8 and record, a game in Angola, Indiana, home of Trine University. At the Girls' State Tournament uh, today so far, 5A action. Uh, Johnston, the big heavy favorite, opened with a 60-31 to win over West Des Moines Valley. Waukee advancing with a 46-44 win over Ankeny Centennial and recently finished Cedar Falls, Mississippi Valley Conference team, outlasted Davenport North 71-65 
area teams, Mount Vernon and Benton Community in action tonight. And Scott, I know you're going to be busy with the boys tournament trail here in the next couple of days. Yeah. Uh, glad to see the doubleheaders back at the Alina Energy Powerhouse. Tonight it's 3A Substate Boys. Tomorrow night, 4A Substate Boys. And yeah, we'll have Marion tonight and Kennedy tomorrow night. And I uh, wish we could be at two places at once. Uh, good luck to the Benton Community girls and the Mount Vernon girls tonight as they play down at State. If they win, we'll be down there the rest of the uh, week for them. But, uh, yeah, uh, I can't clone myself, so can only be at one place, and uh, we'll be here tonight. Uh, Pleasant Valley with an early 7 to nothing lead about halfway through the first quarter over uh, West Des Moines Dowling right now. Uh, by the way, the uh, Cedar Falls, Grace Knutson went nuts. 34, the Drake signee for Cedar Falls. And keep in mind, Davidport North playing without future Hawkeye Journey Houston, uh, who tore an ACL with about three weeks to go in the season. So she did not play for Davidport North today, but uh, Cedar Falls with a victory. The 1600 ESPN $5,000 Man Cave giveaway continues right now. This is a national contest, and yet one local 1600 ESPN listener is guaranteed to win at least $500. Enter with this winning sports word, three, now at KGYMRadio.com. Why shouldn't you have a $5,000 Man Cave paid for by 1600 ESPN? Again, Stop by and get all the details at KGYMRadio.com. Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN. I'm meteorologist Rebecca Kopelman with your weather first forecast. And we are going to be in record territory today as we climb into the 70s this afternoon under sunshine and windy conditions. That wind will also lead to elevated fire danger today, so make sure to avoid anything that can start sparks. As we head into tonight, it'll be calm and mild, temperatures in the mid-40s. And then tomorrow, we start off by climbing into the 60s and breaking records. But a cold front will sweep through, leading to some much colder weather by tomorrow night. That's your latest Iowa's News Now weather first forecast. It's almost weird how much you have in common and how hard you make each other laugh. After a lifetime of peopling, this one came along, and that's it. Game over. Now you just have to find the ring and figure out how to ask. The Dickens family can help. Hertin and Stonker Jewelers has been helping proposers choose engagement rings for 70 years. There isn't a thing about diamonds, settings, styles, or metals they can't tell you. And if you think after thousands of happy couples they're so over it, you would be so wrong. At Hertin and Stonker Jewelers, your engagement is as exciting to them as it is to you. Well, okay, almost. It's a great day at Hertin and Stonker Jewelers when they know they've helped someone find the perfect sparkler. And with seven decades of experience, they've got a heck of a track record with getting a yes. So, if proposing is on your mind, see what's sparkling in those famous windows at Hertin and Stonker Jewelers, corner of Dubuque and Washington in downtown Iowa City. Then, step inside and talk to Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of them is always there. Life's better when you're under our roof because our agents can help you choose insurance to help protect what matters most. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you are to pass away. That means your family can have the help they need to continue to pursue their dreams. Contact Kirk Gustafson, agent at 1715 Johnson Avenue Northwest in Cedar Rapids or call 319-363-7214 today. Products not available in all states. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. American Family Insurance. 
May City Bowl is always a good time, Dukes. Even when we're not bowling so great, Scott. Well, May City Bowl does it right. A full-service pro shop for serious bowlers. And fun for everyone, like Glow Bowling Friday and Saturday nights. Our team, the Rusty Nails, is in the Adult League. But they have leagues for every age and skill. And you can call ahead for open lane times. So whether you're leaguers or just want to have fun, it's always a great time at May City Bowl. Off Williams Boulevard, Southwest and Cedar Rapids, the official sponsor of Bowling Night in America on the gym. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sports book of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. Bet on all your favorite sports with live in-game wagers, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet. What a play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Network Computer Solutions, this is Patty. When you call NCS, Patty answers the phone, looks into your concern, and lets you know how soon one of their local techs will help. It's the human side of IT and the way Network Computer Solutions has been doing business for 15 years. This high-touch approach makes an uncustomary difference for their customers. See how they can make your business run smoother at ncsei.com. Network Computer Solutions. Their people are the missing piece to your IT puzzle. Back with you at 3.37 here on the gym class. We're about uh, nine minutes away talking with Dick Simmons uh, and talking about all the uh, great wrestling tournament action that will be coming to our backyard here uh, in the next few weeks or so. Mark, uh, the ugly situation turned to its ugliest over the weekend in college men's basketball. Court storming is what we are talking about. And the video from the Wake Forest defeat of Duke in the aftermath has been basically broken down more than the Zapruder film at this point. Uh, you're either on the side of... It was nothing or on the side of uh, it was malicious, but Kyle Filipowski, the uh, top player for the Duke Blue Devils, uh, suffering an injury in that uh, court storming, and it's it's getting, I don't know, it's getting out of hand. We'd like to hear what people have to say. We've talked about it before, but I don't know. This is a different kind of court storming, Mark, in my opinion. There are people actually out there taking shots at players now. You never used to have that. And that's where I think we have to draw this line somewhere. I don't know how we're going to do it, but there are a lot of there are a lot of plans and ideas out there. There are no lack of those, that's for sure. And nothing's working. Um, in regard to Filipowski, uh, Duke's best player, uh, head coach John Schreier said about a half hour ago uh, he does not know the full extent of uh, what apparently is a knee injury uh, that was suffered. Filipowski has not undergone any MRIs, and uh, Schreier says he's not sure if uh, the guy's going to be able to practice um, uh, at this early juncture. So uh, we saw what happened to Caitlin Clark uh, get, getting knocked over. Uh, on the road. We saw this with Filipowski. We've seen it with other games. Um, there's a handful of court storming uh, each and every week in college basketball, and nobody has the answer. Fines aren't the answer. Security can't handle it because uh, security is outnumbered. 
Um, these are relatively spontaneous actions uh, um, by, I, I would venture to say, uh, students, uh, student-led court storming. Um, you're not going to see people my age, you know, ambling out on the court after a big win. But, I mean, you don't have this in the NFL. You don't have in the NBA. You don't have it at concerts. Um, Isaac, do we have this on the pitch in, in soccer worldwide? That's because they built moats. <laughs> yeah, there's a big gap there. <laughs> Used to. There was a time. That's yeah, why that's they put true. them yeah. in, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. That's why they put them in. Well, do we need to build dugouts for the teams in college basketball arenas? I mean, we keep saying something bad is going to happen. Tell Duke this isn't a bad situation. And I'm not the – please don't tell me, how, you know, get off my lawn guy because everybody's talking about it and everybody agrees that, you know, this is a great thing for students to partake and whatnot, but not when it involves somebody getting hurt. And I hope it doesn't get any more serious than a knee injury, which is serious enough. Yeah. Uh, 319-366-1600. No, Jeff, we are not going to have electric fences. Hey, there's a reason why SEC football stadiums have hedges and stuff around because you don't see that going on uh, as far as uh, the Southeastern Conference in football usually is concerned. Short of a fence around the edge of courts, nothing can be done, says 3349. Well, I think nationally, well, the NCAA in its infinite wisdom because they're working on so many things right now, so many oars in the water at this point, you would think they would come up with some brilliance of trying to at least alleviate this situation. That has not happened so far. Uh, A couple people commenting on the fact that Wake Forest was the favorite in that game. Darren is saying that as well as 79-24. Why do you court rush when you are the favorite (laughs) in a game? Good question. Good question. Um, you don't see court storming at Kansas or Purdue or, you know, name some of the other teams that are expected to win on their home court. In 1991, echoing what at the time was a semi-serious tweet that I issued after I saw this, have the home team forfeit the game. You know, that's not going to happen. I know that. And it would be unfair to the players, in this case, Wake Forest, um, that, that, that beat Duke. But it didn't matter whether Wake Forest was favored or not. You beat Duke, you're, you're, you know, you beat Duke, okay? Um, that was emotional for Wake Forest fans because it doesn't happen every day. But I'm, I'm at a loss. I, I don't have an answer. Uh, but somebody's got to come up with one. Yeah. Uh, 1345, I did not hear what Chris Canty had to say earlier on ESPN today. So uh, if you can uh, elaborate on that, that would be great. If Iowa beats Ohio State, I don't think they're court rushing. I mean, There's unless... no students there. Well, there'll be students there for the women's game. <laughs> there are no students there for the men's game. We know that. Uh, so there's little little chance of that happening. Uh 
Look at the Minnesota court, the barn, raised floor. Can't get up there. Well, there, if there's a will, there's a way. I will say that. 2757 on that. 319-366-1600. And, well, and, and 1345 brings up a point. He says the Duke player isn't innocent either. I don't know. I mean, I... It's the same thing with Caitlin Clark. I mean, you got people coming at you from four different angles, at least. I mean, you're not going to just stand there. I think you're going to try to do something, but until you're you, in that situation. What do you mean he isn't innocent? What do you mean he isn't innocent? He's trying to get off the floor amid a hundred rushing fan, hundreds of rushing fans. He doesn't know which direction or that they're going. And. You trying to tell me Filipowski is at fault on this? That's nuts. And I'm not insulting an individual in that regard, but that notion is nuts. Yeah. Uh, court stroll, not a court storm. Well, again, tell the kids that it's not a court storm. Isaac, are you going to walk leisurely onto the court? <laughs> no. See? That is not. No, that's not what happens. I'm not going to do it, but if people are doing it, it's not going to be a, oh, let me just kind of take a little couple steps onto here and then back off. It's going to be, let me sprint full head, exactly. full steam ahead and uh, try to celebrate there. 1991 is with you and other people earlier today. Court storming, simple. Winning team storms the court, you forfeit the game. We'll see. We'll see. 319-366-1600 here on the uh, Monday edition of the gym class. We're going to talk to Dick Simmons coming up here in just a couple of moments. I don't know what the answer is. Um, obviously, the security that is at games, uh, there are individuals that are very equipped to take care of that situation. There are also a lot of folks that are there that uh, are not as uh, young and spry as they used to be and are not going to hold back three or 4,000 kids coming on to the, uh, coming on to the basketball court or whatever it may be. Um, Leo, Leo says, uh, have a 20 second hold on things. Well, that was one of the suggestions by a former coach put up 30 seconds on the shot clock. And as soon as 30 seconds is over, have at it. <laughs> Mark, Mark, no one's going to pay attention to that. <laughs> no, because a lot of times it's just a spontaneous reaction. I, I, I mean, that'd be well and good if everybody paid attention to it, but that's not going to happen. Very true. Very true. Might talk more about this coming up tomorrow uh, before we talk to Mark Ironside. And we are going to talk to Mark Ironside tomorrow. Make that adjustment on your listening schedule. Uh, usually on Wednesdays, Mark is going to join us coming up tomorrow due to his travel plans. So uh, we will talk about uh, Iowa State's big win over Missouri, Iowa's big win at Oklahoma State, and more coming up tomorrow on the Tuesday edition of the gym class. And then Rob Gray from Cyclone Fanatic and the Gazette will join us to talk Iowa State on Wednesday. We're going to take a break, come back, and uh, Dick Simmons is going to join us. Speaking of wrestling, we got a lot of national championships coming to Eastern Iowa, and uh, we'll talk about those and uh, how you can get tickets and watch, and we'll do that when we return here in the gym class for a Monday on 1600 ESPN, Eastern Iowa's home for sports. 
It's a mystery where Old Spice finds its amazing scents like Himalayan sea salt, but I'm thrilled they have because no other body wash exfoliates and moisturizes 24-7 like Old Spice Gentleman's Himalayan sea salt body wash. Now, if only there was a mountain range separating the Indian subcontinent from the Tibetan plateau where I could hide my Old Spice and keep my family from stealing it, my impossibly smooth skin will finally be safe. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Top of the seventh looks like a pitching change as they've set up for a corner kick. The two black belts have entered the mat, and the slider is low and away. He heads the ball to midfield. This is quite a kumate. Here comes the roundhouse. Has it got enough gas to get out of here? Unbelievable! They've bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Kick savings pitch karate. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations. Scott Unash for your neighborhood quick star. And if you haven't been to one of the uh, neighborhood quick stars lately and taken advantage of all the savings with quick stars, quick hot savings, then I've got your reason to go or several reasons for you to go today. One of those being that Kitchen Cravings 12 ounce packs of bacon are on sale for $249. That's $249 with a limit of Two. Not only that, but some great, uh, great savings on uh, you can have breakfast sandwiches, lunch sandwiches, anything while you're on the go. They've got those at Quick Star as well as their take home meals with new lower prices each and every day. You can get those for as low as five dollars and they're freshly prepared in the Quick Star kitchens. And that includes mac and cheese, chicken, bacon, mac and cheese, beef stroganoff, spicy chicken penny and much much more all that at your neighborhood quick star this spring training report is brought to you by true green the o's won 101 games last season yet already this is a much more complete team than in 2023 now that they've added former Young award winner corbin burns baltimore has the veteran ace it needs with the promise of financial backing from potential new ownership the orioles will add bullpen depth as the season progresses now o's fans can wonder how quickly jackson holiday will make an impact he is the easy favorite to win american league rookie of the year true green live life outside Evan Cohen here from Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio for True Green. Are you ready to elevate your lawn game without breaking the bank? True Green has been the trusted choice for over 2 million homeowners for over 50 years. Visit TrueGreen.com and discover the easiest and affordable way to achieve a pro-level lawn guaranteed. Plus, enjoy True Green's verified price matching, ensuring you get the best lawn for the best price. Visit TrueGreen.com and transform your lawn effortlessly. That's TrueGreen.com. Your dream lawn is just around the corner. Back with you at 351. Got to get this text out because it's too, uh, it's too good to pass up. 0877 says, I, 56 at the time, quote unquote, stormed the field after Iowa beats Penn State a couple of years ago. Security guard saw me coming and grabbed a chair for me as I climbed over the rail. I thanked him and he said, hey, I didn't want to do the paperwork if you got hurt. <laughs> That's... Ah, all right. All those guys are outnumbered. They are. They are. You, you're you very fortunate you got the chair to uh, to help you out, 0877. Uh, our friend Dick Simmons joining us now. Uh, we got a lot of big-time championship wrestling coming to uh, our neck of the woods here in eastern Iowa and Cedar Rapids over the next 
few weeks. Not only that, but it's always good when we get a Cornell guy and a co-guy on in the same segment there. So, (laughs) Dick, welcome. (laughs) Hey, guys, how's it going? Doing good, doing good. And we are the, uh, we're going to be the epicenter of of, uh, championship wrestling here in the next few weeks. Yeah, we are. I mean, it's, uh, we got the lower Midwest, the NCAA Division Three, lower Midwest uh, uh, regional for wrestling, and which includes, you know, all the teams of the American Reference Conference, the Rams from Cornell, uh, North Central Chicago. There's 22 total teams. The University of the Ozarks comes in. So um, there's going to be some quality wrestling to determine uh, the 30 qualifiers that will go on to the University of Wisconsin lacrosse for the Division Three championships on uh, the or the two weeks after that in March. So it's going to be some quality wrestling there on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, Thursday and Friday, Dick, the lower regional. You mentioned some of the uh, area teams that are going to be involved. Explain who uh, will go on from there. Yeah, so after the regional, um, it's the top three place winners uh, go on to national. So there's um, six regionals, and each regional uh, send 30 on. So there's no uh, wild card meetings or anything. It's just your top three uh, move on to to the national championships. And unfortunately, uh, you know, the lower Midwest regional, in my opinion, and I know uh, the opinion of all the coaches in those teams, it's the the toughest regional out of the – the six division three regionals. And so uh, there's a lot of great wrestlers that don't make it, but there's the wrestling is outstanding there, especially the semifinals on, on, uh, on Friday, but it's, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of quality wrestling. That's for sure. Yeah. And like you said, it's going to be too bad. There are going to be a lot of guys from the Iowa or the, well, the American rivers <laughs> conference and, and, and the rest of uh, the teams that are there that probably could be amongst the best in the uh, country. They're just uh, stuck in the wrong regional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, with the, with all the teams being uh, new teams coming in with Division Three men's wrestling, you know, I know that talking to the NCAA people and the committee people, they're wanting to expand, expand, but it's just not as easy as saying, okay, let's add more wrestlers in another region. They got to get the long process to go through, but it needs to happen because there's, a, like we said, there's a lot of quality wrestlers left at home. What else do we have then? Uh, not only that yeah. uh, regional, but uh, there's more wrestling too. Yep. Then the next week, uh, we've got the National Collegiate Women's Wrestling Championship coming back to Cedar Rapids, and that's all NCAA institutions. So Division One, Two, II, and Three—they're uh, not separated by division. It's just one group. Last weekend, there was six regionals uh, throughout the United States, and for this championship, the top four of each regional comes. So there's 40 qualifiers comes that come to this. So there'll be 240. NCAA women's wrestlers coming to Cedar Rapids for some outstanding wrestling. And that's Saturday and or Friday and Saturday, March 8th and 9th. And, uh, it's freestyle and it is great wrestling to watch. And, uh, the big thing for women's wrestling movement is the NCAA is getting real close within probably two years or a year of sanctioning women's wrestling. Uh, my understanding is next January, it's going to go to a vote at the NCAA meetings. And then if it's voted in, uh, the first uh, NCAA sanctioned championship will be the next year in 2026. So exciting time for women's wrestling and girls wrestling. As we've seen in the, the state of Iowa, the way the state championship for girls wrestling has just exploded. It's, it's, uh, it's great for them. It's great for the sport of wrestling. More teams coming in, and I personally believe that 
the women's wrestling programs are saving a lot of men's wrestling programs. So it's, it's a good problem to have. It's been amazing. And uh, as far as the D3, those national championships and lacrosse this year, and you get it back in what, 2026? Yep, 2026. It'll be coming back to Cedar Rapids. The American Rivers Conference will be the host. And uh, so, yeah, so it'll be lacrosse this year, and then it goes out to Johnson and Wales out in Providence, Rhode Island, excuse me, Rhode Island in um, 2025, and then it'll be back to Cedar Rapids in 2026. Okay, okay. Now, with the women's uh, tournament, does that include the University of Iowa women's team? Yes, the University of Iowa qualified 15 wrestlers. Um, so a thing a little different with the, with the women's wrestling championship right now, teams can qualify up to 15 wrestlers. So they've got five weights. They can have two wrestlers in that weight class. And, uh, you know, University of Iowa uh, did. Kings University out east qualified 15. North Central, which is a Division three school in Chicago who won the women's championship last year, qualified 15. So, yeah, um, the University of Iowa Hawkeyes will be there. Great. Great. Uh, uh, any uh, other tournament to uh, to let the folks know about? <laughs> uh, those are the only two I got on my calendar right now. Uh, you know, a I lot know of AAU. A bunch. <laughs> yeah, a lot of AAU and stuff going on. And it, you know, but you, you look at Cedar Rapids and what we're hosting here, and you look down at Corville and what Luke uh, Eustis and Josh Schomburg and those guys host down at Extreme. This is a wrestling capital uh, in the corridor because it's a lot of outstanding events. But it's it's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah, it is. Uh, how can people? Uh, is there a website to go get tickets real quick? Uh, the Ticketmaster website, and I'm sorry, I don't know the exact website location on it uh, for both the, the regional and the uh, women's championship. Um, but it's just Ticketmaster through the uh, Alliant Energy Powerhouse. All right. They can find that and uh, easy enough right there. So uh, you're going to be a busy guy here, but that's good, right? Yep. And hopefully no court storming. <laughs> no court storming in wrestling. <laughs> We've had that with some individuals out of the uh, out of the uh, crowd, and that did not end well for them. So yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> maybe they should take a page out of wrestling. But Dick, yep. thanks for the uh, information, and uh, always good talking with you, man. Hey, great talking to you guys, and thanks for your continued support of wrestling, the sport of wrestling, and and uh, I'll even say that you know, good job, Duke. So you and your Cohawks, I get. See, the men's team made it to uh, the NCAA playoffs. They did. Go purple, too. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> the Mutual Admiration Society is working well. Thanks, Dick. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. You've been listening to the gym class right here on 1600 ESPN. Spencer on sports coming your way next from 4 until 6. We will talk to you tomorrow at 3. Have yourselves a great night, everybody.